Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Salam, 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 Fabsters, and welcome to the Fashion Lab show, the show that dissects the business behind fashion. Uh, my name is Lisa Gumba Regisford, and thank you for tuning in uh, once again. Now, this is the show, for those of you who are tuned in for the first time, this is where we dissect uh, these fashion conversations. Uh, we sort of um, touch base with different stakeholders within the fashion value chain to be able to see how we can smile to the bank. Because if we ain't smiling to the bank, I don't know who's smiling. And if we're grumpy, it's going to rub up off sort of to the next person. So we want to smile to the bank. We want to make sure that whatever we're doing and how we are playing in this game is able to actually elevate us um, and develop us, especially from an economic standpoint. Now, on today's show, we are back to dissect uh, the topic around photography. Now, photography, I think for me, is a really big topic again and it obviously goes beyond fashion but it also touches uh, really big on fashion we're going to be joined by some of my favorite um, photographers and i will be plugging them sh in them shortly and uh, they're going to also share their insights and i just i'm excited to have this uh people on the show today to be back and to actually continue these conversations. Now, there are quite a range of photography uh, styles. However, I still tend to believe that fashion photography is probably one of the most desirable fields of photography. Maybe just for me, but let's also wait for the fab stars and photographers on the show today to debate that. Uh, I may, I think, let's just say, may the baddest debater win today, right? I think so. So we think about photography. I don't think we need to explain what photographer is. Um, it's obviously. A photo is an image that you record and I think the biggest thing is to capture moments through, through photography. Uh, we all know what uh, photography serves because we definitely cannot get enough of photos. How many of you anyway in just one, let's not even talk about one day. I bet you in an hour each of us have taken a photo, a photo of something. Whether it's your pet or it's your food or it's your sister or it's your dress or it's the back of your dress or it's the shoe and the way it looks something is always happening from a photographic perspective and i think that that's why this conversation is happening now you can look at it you can think about it whether your eyes are blue green black whatever color they they are i think the bottom line is your eyes get to perceive whatever it is that you capture i think that the main purpose of photos is definitely to capture moments and i think that if you decide to abuse uh, this platform, like some of you have with your 20 selfies in each moment, <laughs> that pretty much, pretty look much the same and fail to tell the story. That's really none of our business. The bottom line is we all love photos. Now, let me take you down memory lane a bit. Did you know that the world's first photograph, uh, photograph was made in a camera and taken in 1826 by Joseph Nisfor? So Joseph Nisfor Nis. The photograph was taken uh, from the upstairs windows of Nice estate in the Burgundy region of France. However, his process needed eight hours of exposure to light and the picture was fuzzy. Mm. Tell me about that. In 1837, Louis Daguerre created a sharper one but used uh, sort, of, uh, sort of got his process up in a few minutes. So photography and the word photography itself, I don't know again if you guys know, is actually derived from the Greek photos. So the Greek photos, light, and then graphene means to draw, so hence photography. Uh, according to expertphotography.com, I came across really cool facts, about 20 cool facts about photography, and I want to just sort of share a few as we go uh, through the show. Now, did you know that the first color photograph was taken in 1861? I think it's really cool um, to be able to share some of these facts and to be able to also just talk about it from that angle and sort of look at these things from that angle. Um, I, the second thing that's very cool is the first projected image was through a camera obscura. Does anyone know what that is? 
All right. So when you think of an image, we think of a photograph or landscape on a screen. We actually forget that tiny holes are enough to allow projection of any given scene. The third point I want to make, cool facts about photography, is potassium chloride and aluminium made the first flashes. Can you imagine that? So think about how you can use your potassium chloride, put it in use, or your aluminium. I don't know if it still works, but you know, again, that's a very cool fact. Um, another really cool fact is the world's most expensive photograph sold for 4.3 million. I'm very curious, 4.3 million dollars. I'm curious to know for our photographers who are plugging in shortly, if they've, if they've ever or they attempt to or they think they could reach that, but you know, it's okay, it's, it's good. I think it's good to dream and I think I'm interested. I wanna know uh, who took that photograph. I'm gonna share some of these facts as well on Twitter so you guys can actually follow up on your own. Uh, another fact, a really cool fact is the, da the daguerreotype was the first camera capable of recording an image. So this daguerreotype was a photographic process that created, I think it was created by Louis-Jacques Mand, Daguerre, and the entire process from start to finish was very complicated, but without it, we wouldn't be where we are today. And the fifth fact, I'm gonna break this into four so that every few uh, minutes or moments across the show, along the show, I'll be able to share more. Uh, the fifth fact is funny. It actually is Kodak doesn't mean anything. So they say Kodak has really has no meaning. Um, and this has probably sounds hard to believe, but many brands have a great connection between the product and their name. But guess what? Kodak is just Kodak. Anyway, that's it for the facts. We're going to keep uh, sharing these facts. For those of who are, with you who are tuned in, um, if you have any cool facts uh, and we don't spill them on here, you're welcome to share with us. We are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We're on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook and Instagram. And we definitely want to hear from you. We are also joined by Zakia Bam, who's our glamish uh, Madame, right here in the studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Liz. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. Very nice. Who are you wearing? Who made your clothes? Today I'm wearing uh, just a little pink uh, three-quarter pencil skirt from Mr. Price <laughs> and a black t-shirt. <laughs> it's very nice. Thank and you. And we want to know what's on the foot. Um, I've got a little kitten heels from Aldo. It's very cool. Thanks so much. We're going to share that with you guys if you care about shoes and clothing and fashion and everything. But just uh, want to encourage you to stay tuned. Uh, catch up with our wine style guide where we catch uh, sort of touch base with everything stylish about wine and style, which I say go hand in hand. That's what I say, at least. And lastly, just a quick reminder for you to also look out for my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? You can share with us your who's and your why's. And without further ado, I don't want to take too much time. So I'm going to start with an established, well-known and capable photographer. Uh, he's developed a signature brand of photography with his company located in Harlem, New York. And he has a stellar reputation for producing top quality work and exceeding client uh, expectations. His extensive experience of more than 30 years in the game has actually put him on a space uh, or an exceptional level. Allow me to introduce to the show uh, Don Thompson. So Don, let's talk about your influences when it comes to your world of photography, knowing that you were born and grew up uh, for a bit in the Caribbean before you moved um, into the US. How was photography back then and uh, who are some of your influences? One of my biggest influencers was a Ghanaian photographer. He shot for Look Magazine. His name, his name was James Barnard, B-A-R-N-O-R. Um, when I saw some of his images in Look Magazine and the way how he used ethnic hairstyles and African fabrics and, 
and beautiful black women. Um, it was just amazing to me. So seeing some of his images and even seeing some of his, like uh, seeing some of his images where photographers like uh, Abaddon and um, Irvin Penn and a lot of these other photographers use his influence to capture what they did. He was just amazing to me. And when I got a chance to meet him, it was even better. I have looked at your work, Don, when it comes to your black and whites. I think that black and whites are amazing. Some of your portraits are really amazing. And I know that all of this, I love black and white. I'm curious about your process when it comes to creating your black and whites. For my black and white, I try to make my black and white look as if it was an old process like before. Back in the, back in the day, they used like um, Duratones, uh, daguerreotypes, sienna colors, uh, stuff like that. So what I do is I take my digital image and I turn it into a process like I'm fil uh, like I'm processing black and white to get like a a, um, a zone system to make the make the blacks more black with details and the white more whites with details and in between gray tone a, a tonal quality that would just make it rich. And Don, what would you say are the benefits of shooting film versus digital? With film, you have more of a latitude and longitude, and it could go further. You could, you could, you know, like back in the day, you didn't have to clean up, you didn't have to retouch everything. With digital, you, have, you always have to clean up uh, because the colors are muted, and you have to bring out the colors more in Photoshop or some processing, some third-party processing to make it make it look the way you saw, you saw it. But with film, it's there. It's just how you see it. That's what it is. Like if you shoot film and you use, you're looking at the, the twilight hour or the golden hour, as you call it, the colors, there's a lots of colors. And with film, you get that color. But with digital, you don't. You have to get that. You have to pull that color up with like Photoshop or Lightroom or some processing, some processing uh, application. John, another thing I find sometimes, uh, I know there's a million photographers um, playing in the game of photography. However, I find even in my own personal experiences that sometimes I get so frustrated and I go crazy when it comes to the final product because you might have a beautiful picture, but at the end of the day, the photo is not edited properly. What are your thoughts and input and what can you share with us when it comes to editing? Because I feel like a photograph is a photograph but the final product of this photograph, especially from an editing perspective, is what brings it to that total 360-degree completion. Talk to us about editing and the power of it and the importance of it. I think editing is extremely important. Um, some, I feel that some photographers don't match their cameras with the, the, the technical notes in the, in, the, in the program that they use to edit their film. Um, you, ha you have to be able to retouch a picture as if you saw it when you first saw it and use layers. Layers are very important. Um, like let's say if you have like five colors, I put each color on a layer. Um, skin tones, dresses, I put everything on a layer. This way you're able to have more control. Editing is so important on the image and you be, be able 
to take the time to really edit the picture the way it should the way it should look and always test it um use colors use using uh cmyk or you know the cmyk just to just to bring the image to the to the proper color or rgb rgb is very important in coloring in color toning color grading all that is very important making sure the skin tone is as natural as possible you want your images to be as natural as possible now before we go back into the conversation we're having i want to just quickly continue with five more facts uh, from expertphotography.com around just cool really fun facts about photography and what's so cool about it or what's so funny about it now i'm going to go into one of the facts which is basically them saying a cat's photos are a lot older than you think so you might think that funny cat photos are a trend that began a few years ago although it's still one of the more popular searches in google it originally started in the 19th century can you believe what your cats were doing in 19th century way back in the beginning anyway the viral viral trend was sort of born in the 1870s when Harry Pointer, not Potter, Pointer, <laughs> captured his own cats and started it all. So I guess it's a cat day. Uh, another really cool fact around photography is the Polaroid produced, um, Polaroid produced the first autofocus SLR camera in 1979. That's right a year after I was born. Some of you are not even born. Some of you are not even going to be born yet. Maybe you just, yeah. So we all know when the first SLR camera was invented, it wasn't until 120 years later that the autofocus feature was added. So that's another really cool fact. Another cool fact is the first aerial photographs no longer exist. I wonder who took them. Edgy, did you take them? Or Emmanuel? Or I don't know, Zakia, did you take them? <laughs> Somebody took them, it wasn't me. Probably Emmanuel. <laughs> oh, maybe Emmanuel. Oh, no. <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just decided I'm that old. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I want to share another really cool fact. The oldest surviving image is almost 200 years old. So not only was it taken almost 200 years ago, but it actually took eight hours to capture. I don't know who's capturing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. One image for eight hours by John Joseph Nice. I spoke to, the, I spoke to you guys about that earlier. Uh, and I want to make one more, share one more fact. Funny fact, cool fact. The cameras that captured the moon's surface are still there. And now I know that it's definitely not me. I don't know if it's Dawn. Now, the rest of the house, can someone please claim whoever took it? Because when the Apollo 11 mission took off for the moon, they carried 12 Hasselblad cameras with them. Uh, somehow they're still on the moon. Any one of us who might know how we can get them back? Uh, maybe Emmanuel or maybe Zakia. <laughs> it's really nice to share these facts because I think it's nice for us to, to sort of look uh, back and just see where we are coming from when it comes to some of this um, uh, things that we love. Now we are joined by a special guest as well who's been making jokes. The one we actually thought took uh, that stuff into the moon. Uh, he is a South Sudanese photographer based in Nairobi, Kenya. He's amongst one of the most sought after photographers in Eastern Central Africa and he's popularly, popularly known for taking the official Kenyan president Uhuru Kenyatta's official portrait. Welcome to the show, Emmanuel. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Good, uh, thanks for having me. And thank you that you made it. I know earlier when we spoke, you were shooting, and we didn't we didn't know if you would make it. But I'm sure that you uh, either took a break. You know, when very you important. just call, like you know, when you just call, I just had my last shot of the day, <laughs> and I'm not talking about whiskey. I'm not talking about whiskey. It was the last shot of the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pretend.
pretend I don't no, know which why? shot, but it doesn't matter. We are on photography mode, and if you want to take a shot of something else, whether you're shooting or you're taking a shot, I don't really mind. You guys can mix it up. It's okay. You're allowed to do that only today between 7 and 9 p.m. Central African time, right here. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the show, Emmanuel. Um, who are you wearing and who made your clothes? I'm coming back to Dawn for that because you're not exempt. What am I wearing? Who made my clothes? Yes, sir. I'm wearing shorts and a white t-shirt and I have no idea who made them. I think it's H&M. I'm not sure. Can you remember? Because I'm so, just in Mombasa. I'm in Mombasa, so it's, it's just like a freestyle, you know. So, so I'm looking like a beach boy. I'm looking like <laughs> You're a beach boy. This is the beach boy swag. <laughs> Don, quickly, who are you wearing and who made your clothes? We didn't get any information from you. Oh, I'm wearing, uh, it's called a nudie jeans. It's an organic denim fabric and a Mashoud t-shirt. You know, Mashoud is an African designer. Okay. Yes, I so, like Mashoud stuff, yes. That's what I'm wearing. Well, at least you know what you're wearing. Emmanuel, learn from the best. Everybody seems to know what they're wearing, so don't blame me. Please, please send me, please send me, send me size 34 by 34. <laughs> okay, I will. I'll write that down, okay? Edgy, I would like to also introduce you to the show. Uh, for those who are tuned in, Edgy is one of our contributors. Uh, he comes with his echoes from New York. Welcome to the show, Edgy. Who are you wearing? Who made your clothes? Today... I am wearing City Junk, which is my own brand. Okay. All right, finish what you're wearing so we can move on. I didn't wear diesel. I thought I'll make you really happy today by not wearing diesel. You know? So what are you wearing on the other note? I'm wearing a City Junk skinny, a pair of barley boots, and a t-shirt from City Junk. Well, thank you very much. There we go. Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. What I'd like to do right now is to just roll over to a quick conversation I had with uh, Georgia. She's also a photographer who I've also worked with a lot. And uh, it's just nice to really plug in and to really sort of understand and unpack uh, what drives uh, these photographers and how they get to create and tell their stories. So let's roll over to Georgia and uh, listen to what she has to say. Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Thank you for joining us on the show, Georgia, and welcome uh, to the show today. Uh, before we start, uh, you are not exempt to this. Who are you wearing and who made your clothes? Hi, Liz. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on your show. Um, so I am wearing a dress from a company called Live and Light, and they're, they're local. Um, and they're all about sustainable fashion. Um, they their dresses are all made from natural fabrics and uh, I, I love their clothes um, I think you know as individuals and as humans we need to start making conscious choices when it comes to what we wear and what's recyclable and um, you know how we can start looking after the environment I know we are here to talk fashion and I know that Fashion Lab uh, really dissects the business behind fashion and we really bring in all of that um, extra flavor through the different uh, parts of the pie within the fashion value chain. However, I'm curious and I think our listeners are as well. What type of photography do you actually thrive in? Because I know you don't just shoot fashion. Well, besides for fashion photography and, and portraiture, I love shooting food. Um, I've been shooting a lot of food lately and the more I shoot it, the more I fall in love with it. Um, um, 
currently um, studying a I'm currently doing a course in food styling and you know I just love um, I love what you can do with food I love how you can make it come across on camera you know I love playing around with food and different styles and different uh, you know just different angles um, there's just so much that you can do with food and uh, yeah at the moment I'm, I'm just I'm really enjoying learning about food photography so I don't know where it's going to take me in the future I don't know if that's where I will eventually um, uh, you know um, uh, uh, specialize in but for now um, I'm really enjoying the food the food photography you know and I'm lucky that I've got you know my husband who who owns an Italian restaurant in Ravonia called Popetta there's a little uh, advertising for him and <laughs> and you know I can play around it at his shop you know I can play around at the restaurant with the food and 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 just taste different things which is awesome you know so that's what I'm currently doing what type of lens do you prefer to use for your shoots, uh, Georgia? It really depends on what it is that I'm shooting. You know, if I'm shooting jewelry photography, I would use my macro lens. Um, you know, if it's fashion photography, um, the 70 to 200 f 2.8 is really good. Um, it's got a nice range um, and, you know, that depth of field, that 2.8 gives you that very shallow depth of field. So, um I, I like to play around with my lenses you know it, it really depends what it is the client's looking for um, and the feel you know so um, obviously the more lenses you have to play around with the better but if you don't I mean you can get some lenses like the 24 to 70 f 2.8 which gives you a, a good range um, and it can be used for quite a few things you know quite a few different shoots now, according to fixthephoto.com, they've got 10 better camera recommendations for fashion photography. Do you believe, which includes the Canon EOS 7D Mark II, uh, there's a Nikon uh, D3300, there's a lot, there's 10 of them. But in your line of work, is there anything such, when people say a better lens should actually do the job? So do you believe in a better lens should do it all? Or is it actually dependent on your skill as a photographer? So I think the future of photography is very much linked to technology. Um, you know, like I said earlier, the phones that are coming out these days have amazing cameras um, and you have photo editing apps at your fingertips, you know. So um, it's really making photography accessible to the average Joe. So, you know... Um, you have these influencers um, on social media that are really making a name for themselves and making little businesses for themselves and are, are, are becoming very successful um, and they do all their own photography. So, you know, tr your traditional photographers um, really need to upskill themselves and, and, and be one step ahead um, of the game if they, if they want to keep their jobs, you know, if they, if they want to keep their clients coming back. I just think that it's it's very cool. Now, I want to just um, let you guys know, Georgia Grunwald, uh, we work a lot with her. She's a Johannesburg-based professional photographer who's worked with clients, including top billing presenter Roxy Berger, uh, Jockey, Fossil Watches, Lisa Gumbo Fashion, which is myself, my brand, 
Pantene, Sally Williams, Nougat, fitness expert Lisa Raleigh. But her work really has been marketed on billboards and beyond, featured in magazines such as Cosmo, Women's Health, Fitness Mag. And she's really a cool um, photographer to work with. The coolest thing that Don and Emmanuel you will never be able to do is she literally does splits <laughs> on the set. <laughs> like <laughs> She literally shoots and she can go and split all the way like a whole freaking 180 degree split just to capture the shot while you guys are bending or you're lying down i don't know what you do when you're trying to get <laughs> so that's what's really different about this woman and if you can do the split please um prove it to me and let's see and let's put you to the test if you wanna if you wanna argue this one this is for emmanuel and dawn but anyway uh we're gonna catch up with georgia again shortly um emmanuel do you use natural do you prefer to use natural lights or do you prefer to use you know i know there's photographers who will not go anywhere without their lights what is your preference when it comes to shooting it all depends on the situation on the weather on the time of the day it all depends i i use both natural light and uh and uh, additional light so it all depends what kind of effect you want to have um and if the weather is working with you or not so i like to use both what would you say is the best or the favorite your favorite time of the day to actually shoot when you use natural light is it more mornings or more towards the end of the day I both are fine with me early morning and uh, and sunset and sunset sunrise and sunset uh, like the magical hours for me I avoid day uh, I, I avoid daytime unless you you're looking for special effects too sometimes daytime is not bad you, you can you know have some beautiful effects too so I want to also just find out from you because obviously I know that lighting plays a big role but I know that also the lens might be able to play a really big role and I'm interested in knowing what sort of lens first of all do you believe that it's just lens and lighting and that's the magic or is skill a big part of this because you can have all the tools you want but you might still struggle to bring your story to life what is it about you do you care about the lens and if it is i'm curious what camera do you actually use i care about the lens definitely but uh it's definitely uh skills if, if you have skills you're good you know but uh, like i always say if i'm uh, wearing the best shoes and he's saying bold is barefoot he's still gonna beat me on 100 you know so it's always your skills, but it's just a tool that helps you deliver or execute your, you know, your work, your, uh, your assignment. It helps, but it's not, it's not everything, you know, because you, you can have, you know, sometimes you have to improvise and use whatever you have. But uh, when it comes to fashion, I I'm always have my 70 to 200 and my 24 to 70. I like you know like you know sometimes you want like a, a shallow depth of field sometimes you want like crazy angles which you can only do with a very wide angle you know a, 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 a very wide uh, lens I mean so it, it depends always uh, what kind of shoot that I what kind of shot that I want to accomplish but these are two of my favorite lenses and and would you say what is your favorite type of photography um i i i you know the first the first thing that caught my my eye in photography was uh journalism so i've always loved journalism i love fashion and i do a lot of fashion i love weddings but the way i shoot my weddings uh is the combination of journalism and fashion so it's basically i'm always using the same thing you know journalism uh, and fashion 
in every aspect of photography. So um, it's kind of hard for me to put, to pin down like exact, you know, I shoot a lot of fashion, but sometimes I just want to do, you know, journalistic, candid shots. And that's when I get to express myself during weddings, you know, or during assignment that when I go and shoot at uh, a refugee camp or a disaster area. So I like to always challenge myself by not be comfortable in something that I always do. You know, I, I jump around like today, let's say this week I shot five fashion shoot. Then next week I'm going in the field somewhere else and do something different. I think it's very cool, Emmanuel. And I know that, yes, your wedding photography stuff is out of this world. And I just remember that, you know, when I met you, that sort of where... That was a lot of work you did. Oh, by the way, guys, don't shot my... Uh, Emmanuel shot my wedding. <laughs> Gosh, how did I forget that? Oh, God, who forgets? <laughs> guys, you know what? I promise I did not have a shot and I did not shoot the sheriff. But listen, Edgy... Yeah. I am curious um, about uh, plugging you in. You're very quiet in this um, uh, Fabstar squad uh, area, you know, and I know we get rowdy and stuff. But um, welcome to the show again. And, I'm, I, you know, I care about your, your sentiments, your echoes. And so I would like to bring in the echoes um, element and uh, you can share with us your thoughts. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, photography and fashion uh, photography is is the the medium through which fashion speaks in a sense you know so it's um i don't know without photo without photography fashion doesn't have a word it doesn't have a mouthpiece you know so it's super important but i do think that the reason why they are fashion photographers and then they are photographers you know is just that fashion photography involves a lot of you know fashion is a fantasy in a sense and it it, it takes the ability to create that fantasy to because the designers ideas are pure fantasy in a sense fantasy that becomes a reality so it's for you to understand that reality and not everybody understands fashion in that way but some photographers are really good at capturing the essence of the design uh emoting it accurately and also connecting to the um connecting to the to the model uh, and the space in which the, the shot is being made. I think that's what Don was saying. I think it's super important to have that understanding. So for me, in terms of photography, I think it's just people have to understand that this is the only way fashion speaks, you know? If not, you have to be there to see the dress physically, but not all of us are going to be there to see this dress. The only way we get to see it is through a picture or a motion picture or a video or an image you know so it's only through photography that these communications are done so it's super super it's a super important element of fashion and so that relationship is just it needs um a, a good understanding of the designer a good understanding of of the vision and so for me photography it's I don't know how else fashion can speak without photography, seriously. 
you know what i want to do i would like to um go back into our fun uh little um cool things about photography <laughs> before we come back to you but i agree with you um edgy and um i believe that it's a very uh, symbiotic relationship when it comes to even just photography and fashion which is why we are here and why we're actually talking about this um it's like the yin and the yang you can't do one without the other and if the other is messed up then another one's messed up and that's why we're going to come after my fun topics i would like to come back um emmanuel and just sort of unpack what is your uh what would you say is your is the perfect set when it comes to you being able to um execute whatever it is that you need to from your photographic um perspective so you can create your story in its entirety now for those who are tuned in this is fashion lab we're talking photography <laughs> And I've got these cool points from uh, expertphotography.com and it's just really cool facts about fashion, uh, fashion about photography. Now, one other cool fact here is the first photography paper was made out of asphalt. So it wasn't made from the same stuff we make roads and pavements pro- from, but it actually was made into varnish and then applied to copper or glass plates. Can you imagine that? Anyway, the most popular subjects uh, for photography during the 1800s were not alive. So guys, do you know what they were shooting in the 1800s by any chance? <laughs> Dead figures. <laughs> Can I just say, you know, it's surprising Dead but <laughs> It was not you, it was not me, it was not Zakia, not even Emmanuel Odon, but um it's surprising but one of the most popular subjects were dead bodies. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, you heard it. It's true. It was dead bodies and this was a way to record the memory and physical appearance of a family member. Thank God this one was left wow. behind. <laughs> and then another oh really God. cool um, fact around photography is you can actually develop your negatives in coffee. Did you guys know that? Please tell me you do you know that. Somebody No, I don't. I've never heard that before. Well, you should stop drinking all your coffee and try that next time. <laughs> Have you thought about that? <laughs> So you guys might not believe it but caffeinol is a real thing. So you use coffee, vitamin C and washing soda to develop your black and white negatives. Um another really cool fact, I'm la- I'm glad that I'm actually teaching the photographers on the s- on the set today because I thought they were going to be teaching us everything but here we you, go. <laughs> you're giving us information that we had no idea. Who but do you work for? <laughs> listen, don't worry about who I work for, just take notes. <laughs> the, s- <laughs> the last one on this moment before we go back is the most viewed photograph it's about the most viewed photograph in history have has anyone thought about it so it might go without saying but the most viewed photograph is the default wallpaper for windows xp the image is named miss no and it was captured by charles o'rear in 1996 apparently he did not make that 4.30 <laughs> i can tell you that <laughs> but microsoft bought the image from stock website uh, corbis so can you imagine that For those who are tuned in, check that out. Uh Google that picture called Bliss. There's nothing fantastic about it, but apparently it's the most viewed. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. That is some of our cool facts. We're going to come back to them. I think it's really cool because it also um it's entertainment. It's sort of like our cup of coffee or a shot right now for shooters <laughs> who are not shooting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to come back. Is Don in the house? Yes, he's here. Very nice, Don. So, I'm curious about what type of lens you use for your shoots. And do you leave and do you leave it entirely on your lens or what is it that actually sets up your shoot and makes sure that you actually able to really tell your story? My my most favorite lens is a 
14 millimeter. I like prime lenses. I really don't like zoom lenses and stuff. I rather prime lenses. And it don't matter with the camera. Camera body is secondary. The, the lens is more important to me. And a, a 14 millimeter lens is a wide angle lens, a super wide angle lens. So to be able to manipulate that, I think that's where I get most of the most of the, most of my images using a 14 millimeter. And I, the first time I I really started shooting, I used to I watched this photographer. His name was Everlast. He, he shot for Look Magazine. He was a Ghanaian photographer. James James uh James Banner. He was like he was like one of my favorite photographers, and that's what made me get into photography more because his images were iconic. Seeing a black photographer shoot black models all over the continent of Africa and everywhere. <laughs> Okay, very good. Um, I like that. So now I want to move into um, a little uh, sort of twist, uh, get back to Georgia and sort of just touch base again around um, how she brings her stories to life through photography. Let's roll over back to Georgia. Georgia, some photographers prefer natural lighting while others actually never leave behind their lighting. Do you use natural light? And if yes, what time of the day do you find most suitable for your shoot if you decide to go with the natural light? Yeah, definitely. I do use natural light. I mean, it, it depends what I'm shooting. Um, and I think once you understand light and how it works, you can shoot any time of the day to create different art, to create different images, you know. Um, you can go for that high contrast look in the middle of the day. I've shot some beautiful portraits. Or, you know, you usually go for your golden hour, which is just before sunrise and just before sunset, you know, to create that soft um, beautiful glow on 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 your subject so um, it really depends you know what what it is that you're shooting you know and and what look and feel you're going for um, but lighting is so important in photography and and once you understand it that's when you really have fun well it's interesting to get all of this um, information now one thing I'm definitely interested in is once you decide to shoot or get a brief from a client where do you begin like just take us through the process your process so once i get a brief from clients i like to give them a call and chat to them about the shoot very often those briefs are quite uh vague um and you need to have all the details before you before you do the shoot um so you want to clear up any questions that you have um ask them what they envision for the shoot you know um very often they'll have you know they'll see something that inspired them or they'll have reference images um you know you want to you want to get as much information as possible um before you start the shoot once you have that info then you can start locating uh you know scouting for locations um models stylists makeup artists etc um and then obviously you set a date for that shoot you go and shoot after your shoot you back up your images back them up you know you never know what happens i've had four hard drives uh crash on me so all my stuff gets uh, backed up online um but you just don't know what what could happen to those images so back your images up you know um and then i start the editing process um yeah, it's important to be consistent with your workflow, you know, it's important to have a structure, um, you know, um, 
from from the start of when the client uh, first gets hold of you to to the end because that will determ- determine whether they come back to you or not and you know there's so many photographers out there at the moment everybody is a photographer you know these cell phones um, you know our phonography um, you know there's so many photographers out there um, and at the end of the day it's your service that's going to set you apart from the rest you know so yeah it's really been great having you on the show georgia um how can our listeners get a hold of you so you can find me on social media my instagram handle is reflection underscore the number nine underscore um on facebook it's reflection nine and then my email address is bookings at reflection the number nine dot co dot today uh yeah that's it thanks for chatting to me liz it was great fashion lab africa real conversations real fashion Yep, it's real conversations and it's real fashion right here at Fashion Lab. If you're tuned in, if you have any uh, contributions, any comments, uh, please feel free to talk to us. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We're on Fashion Lab A Africa on Facebook and Instagram. And we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, if you're catching the show now, you might have missed a bit, but we are still rolling on and we are going to be moving on to another really cool segment. glamour ish hi everyone so today uh we are focusing on photographic makeup so firstly once you check the brief as to what the client wants whether they want to focus on the skin whether it's the bold lips or whatever it is um this is what the fo- the makeup will will look like um a good thing to start with on set is if the cl- if the if the model hasn't moisturized it's good to use a primer last week i discussed the benefits of primers like better adherence to the skin the makeup will last longer the makeup will look more fresher um you get some incredible um primers now which are hd primers which are and you get photo finish primers um one thing that i can tell you is do not use a foundation that has an spf in it um it will give you a ghost flashback so in or- that white flashback which is a no-no um it's good to use waterproof makeup um always apply blush to the apples of your cheek for a natural flush so with photographic makeup the rule is to always go about 30 percent more intense with blush eyeshadow and mascara reason being is that um photographs usually the makeup disappears a lot so you always go a bit heavier if you look into a mirror and you see that your makeup is looking a little bit heavy it you going on the right track false eyelashes are always great on set it just gives the eyes more definition flash photography can wash away a lot of structural definition from your face so a little bit of shading with bronzer or contouring powder will keep you well defined and less looking like a moon in the sky. So I'm just curious. Let's go back into that flash photography dot, uh, part of it. Right. What does that mean? So flash photography is when they're using a flash on their photographs. So usually if the, they need a little bit more lighting or whatever it is. Now if you're using some if you're using a foundation with SPF in it, it's going to give you flashback. So you're going to end up looking, you know, normally back in the day when we used to take pictures on our phones and used to look like a white ghost <laughs> and we couldn't understand why. 
<laughs> it was the SPF in our products. A lot of foundations have SPF in them, like uh, MAC foundation. They've got an SPF 15 in it. It can also give you a flashback. Um, I can tell you, you need to blend, blend, blend. There is nothing worse than a person or a photographer taking your picture and you've got a whole lot of lines. Cameras do pick up every single thing on your face. So it's always about um, going a little bit heavier but being very precise because if there's a little bit of mess or it's going to show up in the photographs. I was, yeah, I was going to say, Zakia, there's times where we actually shoot and I'm curious because there's times we shoot and I'm like, I don't know if I should scream at Zakia or if I should scream at the photographer. And I feel like I can literally see my pores, but not in a... Not in a stylized way. It just feels okay. like I can see a smear and I can see things. What does that mean? Is it the flash or is it the primer or is it what? Who, who, whose problem is that? Because it's definitely not my skin because my skin <laughs> is constant. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it needs a little bit more blending. Maybe a lot, a lot more primer. Um, so you can get primers which basically fill the skin. So it can give you a much smoother effect. So maybe we would just double up on the primer next time. Um, yes. Cool. For me personally, I love Golden Hour. I think it is the most flattering light. Um, definitely love doing my selfies <laughs> in Golden Hour. Um, another thing is Urban Decay. Uh, hold on, Golden yes. Hour. For those who are wondering, is it a silver <laughs> one or a golden one? Do we know anything about Golden Hour? Uh, photographer, photographers on set. I mean, do we know anything about Golden Hour? Or is this... A <laughs> Everyone loves Golden Hour. <laughs> How come I don't know about this? It's either just before sunset or it's how Georgia said, just, before sun, uh, just after sunrise but it's amazing the light is flattering you look amazing you look like your skin is healthy okay let me not ask let me start with edgy edgy do you know about golden hour silver or red hour because i don't know about either first time i'm hearing of it okay don golden hour Go, uh, yeah golden hour yeah early morning for me i rather shoot early in the morning no but so so when you say golden hour is it the fla- is it the lighting that it's you buy called you golden hour the it's it's the way the sun is the way the sun is uh going down so okay. it gives it a it gives it a orangey reddish kind of tone okay so the lighting is very nice and guys is there a thing that you can buy called golden hour as well just in case you don't want to be out in the golden <laughs> hour yeah <laughs> let's ask georgia she might know <laughs> i promise you georgia is quiet but listen uh, let's roll over back to Zakia. It's interesting to know this, and I think I'm asking the question. You guys are laughing because you think I'm being funny, but I bet you there's a lot of people who don't know what golden, silver, or pink hour is. <laughs> guys, golden hour means the sun, that brown skin sunset thing that you just heard, okay? Okay, Please, so. Didn't we see that on our drive? Oh, we did but see, but we, ours, we saw a morning golden hour. Is there a morning uh, one? It's just called golden yeah, hour. Yes. Good morning and afternoon, <laughs> like that. Edgy, you're so right. When we were driving from New York, from DC to New York, uh, dawn that morning, that is when we saw the golden hour for so long. Like yeah, in the morning, the light, the light has more of a blue, a blue cast. In the evening, the golden hour has more of a reddish cast. Oh, so wow. it's, it's, I did not know that. Different, different time. <laughs> Oh wow! It's very when cool. When sunrise is blue and sunset is red. Very cool. Nice. Okay. We are learning. Today is a really serious educational uh, program. So when it comes to okay, let me go on. When it comes to shading uh, and contouring of the face, personally, I'm not into those cream uh, contours. I prefer using uh, powders. Um, they are a lot more matte and um, they just create a lot more depth in the face. 
So you dust some under your cheekbones, alongside your temples, or under your jaw, just to give it a lot more definition. Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> okay, so um, just a little makeup hack for all of those who don't have primers or just want their skin to look really good when they're doing photographs. Um, run to your freezer, get an ice block and rub it all over your face. This will ha- help close the pores. Oh, wow. It reduces the redness in your skin and it will allow your skin to glow and allow your makeup to last longer. Just a normal ice block. So before you apply your makeup, just rub an ice block on your face and you're good to go to before you apply your makeup. So now you know you're in trouble, right? Because my next <laughs> question is how come I've never rubbed a, an ice block on my face when you do my yeah, face? Because we use primers, Liz. I use a lot of primers for you. But you I just said that that would enhance the look even more. It w- but that's more like if you're in a hurry and like you don't have anything else on set that's when you go to the freezer now imagine if I'm busy with your makeup and I'm like okay wait I need to go down to your freezer quickly I'll be back in five you'll be like Zakia I don't have time (laughs) okay all right guys that is too cool this has really been educational is that it Zakia for today uh, yes, Liz. Thank you very much. For those who are tuned in, that is Glamish, brought to you by Zakia Bam. We go live and direct, and I'm telling you, like I said, today is a very educational show. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're hungry, or I don't know what it is. But here we are, talking Fashion Lab. And before we continue, guys, I would like to um, roll back over to my cool facts. So at least I can sort of uh, uh, wind that down. And for those who are tuned in again, I'm very curious. Are you actually getting anything out of this? And if you are... Please share with us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. I don't want to feel like I'm talking blank. Edgy, do you have any insights to share before I roll over to share more cool si- uh, insights around this fa- fa- photography uh, facts? No, I think all I, all I want to I wanted to say, to say was I think it's important for photographers to understand that what they do is, is the only way that we can interpret our work as fashion designers. Okay. You know? Very good. That's for you, Don and Emmanuel and Georgia, and for everybody else who's tuned in, who's playing in this game. Now, uh, I'm going back to my cool facts uh, on from expertphotography.com, and um, here we go. So, another really cool fact is how many images do we actually capture every two minutes? So, this is almost one of those facts that you wish you didn't know, but once you know it, you can never unknow. Can we just do some guesswork, please? Can I get some? Uh, make this interactive. I want to start with you, Edgy, who just spoke last for the last child be first. You mean? How many images do you think we capture every two minutes? Every oh, globally? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. My God, must be billions at least. Baba, give me a number, please. Let's not. Okay. Okay. Two billion. (laughs) Two billion. Every two minutes, okay, fine. Um, Don, how many do you think we capture in two minutes? In two minutes, I would say like about at least 50 billion. What? 50 billion? Okay, Don, you're going up, you're on the higher level. Emmanuel, how many? No, no, because you have a lot, you have a lot of, you have a lot of agencies, you have a lot of people, you might follow the people. There's, there's Instagram, there's, there's, there's everything, every, every one point something second somebody's taking a picture on their phones on this on that of course what 50 billion okay emmanuel how many do you think i would say about uh five billion what is going on with you guys <laughs> why are you no, the bi- i think like now because i think nowadays everybody's taking photos everybody's <laughs> taking images everybody's taking images every, every yeah selfies and people selling stuff at restaurants and uh 
corn and everything. Imagine Oh my word. I am too tired. Okay. It's too much. Okay. Imagine the women in selfies of themselves every 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 so second. Wow. Okay. So Zakia, okay, let's hear from Zakia. Zakia, how many do you think? 1.3 billion. <laughs> Gosh, you guys are so ambitious, my word. Like, seriously, I'm like on ambition mode vibes. Like, okay. So, guys, I want to tell you how many, but for those who are listening as well, I want to know if you know how many images do you think we capture every two minutes? How many images do we capture every two minutes? Uh, this is, like I said, it's crazy, but they say every two minutes today, we snap more pictures than the whole of humanity did in 1800s. So it's, uh, as you said, 500 billion, someone said 5 billion, someone said 2 billion. What did you guys say? All of that combined and everything. Because you can't tell me. Really? In two minutes, we are capturing more pictures than the whole human race did in 1800s. The whole freaking 1800s. Please, someone tell me. There were not so many pictures in the 1800s, were there? Um, don't um, yeah. you really i already told you guys that it started in it started in 1826 give them at least the rest of the the, the times <laughs> come on yeah but few but few people had uh cameras <laughs> exactly no cell phone with cameras. Like, you know probably there was like 10 cameras in the whole of africa <laughs> i'm telling you guys you know what you have so many jokes but i just wanted to say there's so many photos that a whole god 1800s okay let's start from 1826 to 1900 is that okay for you guys can yeah, you let them slide and stop us. making and stop, stop clowning so they estimate is that we share 730 billion images a year on just facebook then we share no 255 kidding. billion on whatsapp and 22 billion i didn't say million on instagram this is without counting snapchat iMessage, other apps whatever whatever so I was, I was right when he said 50 billion. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's one really cool fact. Another really cool fact as we are moving on is which side of our face looks better in photographs? Do you know? Does anybody know? Do you want to share? I think that's personal. No. The left or the right? Let's just go quickly. Done. Left or right? Personal. N no. Done. Left or right? Right. Uh-huh. Emmanuel? <laughs> Both sides. Just look at the mirror if you're not sure. <laughs> Listen, Emmanuel, I need I one side. I have no idea. Check. No we need idea. one. I need one, please. Uh, left. Okay, Edgy. I'm 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 not really understanding the question. How? Which side of your our face looks better in photographs, left or right? I think only women do that. No, Edgy, I'm not playing. Edgy, please, please, Edgy, pay attention to the brief, please. Which Let's side of our face looks better in photographs, the left or the right? I would say right. So, Edgy says right, Emmanuel says left, Don says right. Zakia, what do you say? I would say you're more dominant side, so depending Don't on... Don't give me... Okay, okay right, right, right side. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said right. So, we've got right is uh, you, Edgy, and... Uh, Don. And Don. 
Emmanuel is left and I am so left to the left. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Emmanuel will win. It's actually the left side, apparently. And like oh, I said to you guys, yes, so. I also urged you to actually you, take a... Take you a, can send me the check. You, you I will send, send it. I will send it already. Gosh, stop harassing me. We just started. I'm sending it, okay? After Right after the show. But apparently they say the left side of our faces looks better in photographs than the right. And they say a study conducted by Kelsey Blackburn and James Squillow from Wake Forest University University confirms this. So I don't know if you're like Don, Zakia and Edgy, maybe you guys need to go back to the mirror or I don't know. Maybe try this again tomorrow. But I promise you it's the left side though. Uh I want to share one more really cool fact. The first negative was created by, does anybody know? Do you guys even, Emmanuel and Don, I'm curious, did any of you use negatives in your process of photography at any given point? I do. I last last time I used was like oh my god like seven years ago. And then you gave up. <laughs> you moved on. Uh, because be, because like every time I had to like uh, take uh, take it back to the states. You know, in Kenya now they don't have any labs, so it's really bad here. So that, that that's why I gave up basically. They don't have any what labs. Yeah, labs for, uh, oh my for developing negative. Yeah, guys, in Kenya they, they don't, don't have labs to develop uh, for the photographs, so negatives. Please tell me negative, which country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm talking also for you guys who are on the Instagram live. Please tell me which country you're in and if they actually have labs that um, sort of allow you to process your negatives. I, why do they not have labs? Don't talk to us about this negatives. Yeah, because you know because it's a dying business. You know people put business out there to to make money, and everybody's using the digital. Uh, camera, so no, 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 survive. No, it's it's not a <laughs> okay, it's not a dying business. It's, huh? it's it's not a dying business. Development film is not a dying business. This is a it lot is a dying business, my friend. It is a dying business. How many? Just just check. Go online. Check how many how many labs in the U.S. Shut down, and it's a time because so now only artists, only artists, few, and few artists they will use film. There's a lot of there's lots of uh, photographers who don't use uh, digital because they don't think it's a, a pure a pure art form. But Don, wouldn't you say that that's a purist approach that is a very niche approach at this point yeah, where yeah. there's people who probably want to still conserve uh, those beautiful elements of how to create and how. Yeah, because it's developing film is more expensive than digital. That's why a lot of people go to it. Well, guys, photography went through many technological advances, as we know, and that's why when Emmanuel says it's out of fashion and we should go home, and Don says no, it's not dying, is because of the fact that you know it's this technology has sort of uh, helped us or sort of set up uh, different ways of how we play and obviously I think that everyone like majority of people like a shortcut or a shorter way of doing things uh, it was Fox Talbot who created the first negative it became known as salted calotype um, and I guess uh, for those of you who care you can continue that I'm going to share this link uh, with all of these really cool facts on Twitter but uh, keep it locked we are moving on to my next um, interesting segment. It's actually not a segment. Before we move to my other segment, let's talk about our Fashion Lab Top 3. Emmanuel, uh, Georgia, and um, and uh, Don, it's really been great to share insights and we are still going on, but I would like to come up with a top fashion lab top three and fashion lab top three basically means that we normally like to pull out one big fat really important element out of the topic of the day and instead of me doing it because your 
the pros in the house. I want Don to take one, Emmanuel take one, and then I will take one. How cool is that? So let's start with you, Emmanuel. What is our fashion lab? So out of our top top three, what is the what is you what is fashion lab top three? Let's start with you. Your whatever it is that we need to remember about this topic today. Lighting, good lighting. Thank you very much. So guys, you've heard it all. Good lighting is a big deal. So we're gonna put that on our top one. And uh, our second tip, Emmanuel, are you scared? Are you scared? Okay, I think we must have um, scared Emmanuel. Don, we are throwing it back to you. Give me another tip. <laughs> good, good equipment. Having good equipment and best locations. So, lighting, equipment, location. Yes. Are you sure that location has anything to do with this top three? Is it that um, imperative? Is it that big of a Location's deal? Locations are very important. Okay. Well... We have just spoken to Don and he's come up with a fashion lab top three on today's conversation around photography and we have spoken about lighting, we've spoken about equipment which includes your camera, your lenses and all of that and the third tip has been around location and this is coming live and direct from Don Thompson from Drug Inc. And like I said, I'm not the expert in the house, so I'm just taking notes today. And I'm just, like I said, uh, educating myself uh, a bit more in this conversation around um, this topic on photography. Photography is a beautiful thing, but it's nice when we can actually dig deep, dig deep under and just sort of find out what else it is that allows these photographers to be able to bring their work to life in these ways. Uh, we are moving over to the next segment. It's called, uh, well, it's something to do with something, but here we go. It's time for your wine style guide. <laughs> Brought to you by Liz Ogunga Wines. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I love it. Don't you guys like that wine style guy thing? Anyway, uh, for our photographers in the house, you probably don't know the drill, but this is wine style guide. It's another uh, segment, and it's not because you're on the, you're talking to us today. It's actually because of the fact that it it happens on the show. So we are going to start. Today is going to be a very tricky day because Amanda's not here, Francisca's not here. I'm feeling very lonely with this wine style guide. And um, okay, done. I know yes. you will not. I don't want to hear that you don't drink wine. Just come up with a wine style guide. So we're going to start with you. And the wine style guide is basically you just sharing with us a tip around how you would like to see people drink wine. So even if you're not going to drink it, whether it's the lipstick, whether it's the, you know, how they dress or whether it's what type of glass, whatever it is. So rolling over to you as the dawn of the moment. What is your wine style guide today? The way you hold the stem. I think it's so sexy when boom uh, look at you when, you a person, when a person holds a wine glass properly oh my god it's so sexy when i see some person cupping the glass contaminating the, the bouquet of wine ugh. but when they hold that stand so sexy and delicate This is Don talking about the stem. We are on Wine Style Guide right now. Don says the stem, how you hold your stem is so important. It will either make it or break is. that experience. It is. Well, Edgy, I hope that you're taking tips. And now we are rolling over to you, Edgy Benson. What is your Wine Style Guide for today? Do not tell me what you normally tell me, please. We're not going to go there. We don't even have energy for that. Just No, I'm, I told you I'm still learning about this wine it's stuff. It's fine. Right? <laughs> Yeah, so what I learned today was so when you open a glass, a bottle of wine, 
you know, sometimes I see people open bottles of wine and I wonder what happens to the wine afterwards when they don't finish it. So it turns out some, some wines, if they are really fortified, can stay quite a bit, a few days before, like even two weeks before they get bad. But normally most wines will go bad after three to five days after they've been opened. So I thought that was pretty cool to learn. So what do you suggest that they do? That they do just drink your wine. You don't have to keep it. <laughs> Edge's wine style guide today is just drink your wine. You don't have to keep it. And I really agree with you, um, Edgy. So there we go. Edgy's wine style guide. I'm so proud of you, Edgy. You're really coming up along. I'm very proud of you guys, you know. My wine style guide today is all about uh, your packaging. So for example, when you go to buy wine, you know, you want to buy wine. You want to bring it into the space uh, as a gift. And um, when you want to bring it into the space and gift your friend or whoever it is, or you want to just carry it to the park or wherever you're going with your wine, all I'm saying is, I just find it very tacky to carry wine in a pepper bag. So if you ever come to see me, first of all, please don't bring me wine in a pepper bag. Otherwise, just take it back home. I don't want it. I think that we have to, I find wine is such a beautiful thing. Why would you not want to dress her up, you know? So my wine style guide today is I've got this very cool bags and you don't have to buy it from me, but find one. If you're not buying mine, at least buy, buy it from somewhere else. Really beautiful ba wine bags. So they look like tots and you throw your wine inside and mine are actually drawstring bags. If you go to lizogumbawines.com, you can actually find those wine bags. They're very cool. But like I said, the idea is not necessarily to buy it from me. You can buy it from anywhere, but please don't carry the wine in a pepper bag. Please, I beg, I beg. I don't tire. Um, now, before we uh, sort of wind down to my last segment, which is my favorite segment of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? I would like us to go back to just two more facts. I think that expertphotography.com really did a great job on their cool facts around photography. And it breaks the ice so that when we're getting educated so hard uh, by the photographers on the show today, we're also getting to laugh a bit and, and guess a few things. Uh, guys, the inventor of photography, do you guys remember who invented photography? And this is for, first of all, the fab stars in the house. And then for those of you who are tuned in, anybody remember that? Because I've spoken about this three times on the show today. I know it's not a quiz. Okay, guys. All right. Fine. It's Joseph. It's Joseph Nisfo. Okay. Joseph Nisfo was the creator first uh, of the first recorded image. Um, he's, however, known for his other inventions, including propellers and boats. Hey, this guy just didn't stop. He's like, listen, photography, let Emmanuel Don and them deal with that. And Georgia, let me now move to like propellers. Anyway, the first one, uh, the last one is, do you guys know why did people never smile in old photos? Because if you really look at old photos and do not make me put my screen. In fact, let me put this thing here so you guys can actually see what I'm talking about. Why did people not smile in old photos? I don't know how it is for you guys, Don. Um... <laughs> And uh, Don and also Emmanuel and Georgia, but are people smiling more today? Yes. Okay. And do you know maybe why they were not smiling before? Was it the temperature? Was it the age? Was it the... What was it? Technology? Maybe they used to, maybe they used to chew tobacco. And then, but, but, uh, what does tobacco uh, have to do with the price of milk? And what does tobacco have to do with like not smiling in photographs? They had brown, they had brown tobacco stain on their teeth. <laughs> But it's the troops. Uh, okay. Um, 
the question the question here is why did people never smile in old photographs when you guys go through your old photographs uh please share with us on twitter we're on fashion lab af because i'm having a laugh right now don thinks it's the tobacco tobacco on their teeth so god god bless america and africa too they have really bad teeth <laughs> edgy you're very quiet any comments <laughs> you don't think so i don't know tobacco on the teeth did everybody smoke tobacco anyway old photographers were taken with huge tobacco they they chewed tobacco back then so so they say old photographers of old photographs were taken with huge large format cameras where the technology wasn't quite where it is today so an image would take hours to expose properly so maybe they were not smiling while they were still waiting maybe within the first four hours i don't know that makes sense too Listen, they, they say the subjects did not smile because they had to still to stay still for hours. The yes. images often involved the use of a head brace for support. Can you believe you sitting for a camera shot wow. to a point where you even have wow. a head brace? It's understandable that smiling for hours was not uh, going to be happening here. But anyway, thank God that's done. So um, this is a very cool fact, guys. Visit um, exportphotographer.photography.com uh, photography and just uh, figure out what it is that's so cool about their facts. Uh, we are winding down to that last time uh, or moment of the show. It's really been great, guys. Remember your Fashion Lab Top 3 today came from Drag Inc. Uh, Dom, Don Thompson from Drag Inc. There was lighting, there was um, location, and there was definitely equipment. Um, whatever it is that you're doing with your photography business, I'm wishing you guys all the best, and I'm hoping that you've picked up uh, one or two things from here. Um, what's also very cool I would like to share is the three photographers in the house today are actually photographers yes but they're also in my network which is quite a net worth ain't it <laughs> don't be mad that my friends are like that but what's very cool is uh the last moment we just had in new york which was my fashion wine and photography soiree in brooklyn was shot by don so for those of you who are wondering what don's work is you definitely want to visit dragink.com find out what it is that's so cool about his work if you want to see what he did with my uh, fusion where we just sort of synergized all of these different synergies uh, creatively um visit lizogumba.com or visit i'm sure he also has them up on dragink.com emmanuel shot a very special moment of my life eight years ago um that was my wedding in diani beach where he is right now and that was really specially captured i don't want to like really share my personal things but just because you're listening just because you're listening and i'm in a good mood today i'm gonna share two or three of the very cool shots he took it was a three-day experience but the way this boy captured that stuff i'm just tired and uh georgia has also shot a lot of our campaigns for us my last collection which is linked to my phoenix rising which is linked to my 12 years of playing in the fashion industry today uh it, i call it 12 years a brand was shot by uh georgia and uh, she did a brilliant job. We shot it at Epicure, uh, at Chef Coco's restaurant, which was beautiful. The synergy, the wine, the everything was just amazing. Seamlessly, and guess what? To crown it all, Madame, who's sitting right here in front of Mizakia Bam, actually beat our faces on those shoots and i honestly say i cannot even be more grateful in my life for having some of the coolest people in my network who also get to work with me and get to make sure that they leverage my presence as well as a brand without them we're we're dead without the photographers we are officially we're dead so let's roll over right now to the last segment of the day Ooh, 
would you want to dress? <laughs> yep, that's it. Who would you want to dress and why? Today we are going to start with you, Don. I would like I would like to dress my mom. Like Aww. Like wait 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 not that she dresses bad but dress her up like back in the day when she was like young and she was like really sexy and all of that and I like the way how she and I would like to be able to photograph that that the way how she used to dress she was like really you know she had all everything she had all of the the best of everything and and that's what I like I we love like we love it, Don. We love it, and we are happy that you want to dress her. Edgy, who would you want to dress, and why today? Well, uh, my mind is pretty open. I just met Emmanuel today, so it's good. I want to dress him in three as four, just because he has that radical edge to him. I think it will look amazing in their clothes, like in, a, in one of their denim suits. It would look incredible in it. You know what I forgot to say? I was forgot to say I'm not Georgia and not Emmanuel, but okay, you got me on that one. But it's fine. But I was gonna dress it. <laughs> you're a sneaky you're that. a sneaky little one there. You know, you really are. You're the sneaky little one that just says, Ah, oh, she forgot it, let me jump on it. But I think Emmanuel would really look good in it. So I guess Emmanuel will be dressed by you and I think he wants to come to me for clothes so that the next time we ask him what he's wearing, he doesn't look like a beach boy. But anyway, yes. Zakia, who are you who would you wanna dress on why today? Um, I would like to dress my daughter Mulaika. Uh, she just she just turned 18 last week. Um, she we are still at that stage where we can't we always disagree over what she wants to wear and what I wanted to wear. And I think um, I'd be able to really style her. Up. <laughs> nice, nice, nice one. Nice. So good one. Yes. Good one. Today I want to dress someone in the house. Do not bash me for it. So I want to dress Georgia Grunwald because she is one of the coolest, hottest, fun photographer, photo female photographers that I know. And um, I've, every time I see her, she's in jeans. Am I, am I lying or am I? Yeah, so because she's always in jeans, I want to take her and I want to transform her into a little Lizogumbo muse in one of my pieces. In fact, I want to do a Monday through Monday with her and then throw her on the Matilda Smart Mirror. And then, Edgy, you can make sure that you also have that on... Turn, don't laugh, Edgy. Then you make sure that you also have on NU Home, right? NU in New York, not NU Home. Yes. And then make sure that Dawn periodically yes. comes and photographs her, and uh, sometimes Emmanuel too. And uh, Zakia, you just have to meet her face, right? Okay. <laughs> and that is it for today, guys. We got covered. That's what we got covered today. Well, um, for those of you who are tuned in, thank you so much for joining us. Um... Uh, thank you, Georgia, for your uh, for sharing and your contribution as well on the show today. Uh, Don, thank you for your contributions as well. I think it's really brought and opened up our minds. Uh, I want to also thank you, Emmanuel. Emmanuel Jumbo is on EmmanuelJumbo.com for everybody who wants to reach out to him and sort of find out what's so cool about what he does. Um, Don is on DrugInc.com. Guys, you heard it all from us. Uh, this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. Uh, we are playing in a $2.4 trillion industry, guys. And uh, if Africa only has a small little piece of the pie, then I'm wondering. I mean, we're in like, we've spoken about stuff from the 1800s. We go even back. Fashion goes way back. And um, if we don't do something about how we are operating, if we don't change how we are playing, then I don't think we'll be able to change or to influence our results. I think the idea is to be able to have these conversations that can be able to sort of stretch and open up our minds. And as we open up our minds, it can be able to also help us um, or, you know, change the way we do business. 
So I'm hoping that you guys have taken whatever you can out of here. Like I said, we just share. The rest of it is for you to decide what you do with that information. And um, I think it's about time to say goodbye. So thank you so much for tuning in. We are on fashionlabafrica.com. If you missed this podcast, you can find it on there or you can actually find it on iTunes or SoundCloud and uh, keep it locked. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for always uh, plugging in. <laughs>